This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Diana Bartolini, a speaker, writer, and spiritual director who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. I'm Diana Bartolini, and I am the host of the Not Lukewarm Podcast. Today, if you are listening on the day that this dropped, it is Friday. April 29th, and April 29th is the feast day of one of my favorite saints, Catherine of Siena. I'm going to talk a little bit about Catherine today, and we'll get to know her a little bit better and find out more about her and how she speaks to us today, even though she lived in the 1300s. Before I begin with that, I do want to remind you, if you are interested in studying certain books of the Bible. Um, I would be very happy if you would take a look at the livenotlukewarm.com site, and there are different Bible studies, and one that would be especially relevant to look at now is the study that I have on the book of Acts, and it takes you through the entire book of Acts, which is a great time now in the Easter season, because it's almost as if you would be reading it in real time. It gives you that feel of how the first Christians right after Jesus's death and resurrection lived. So if you're interested in that, check that out at livenotlukewarm.com. Now on to Catherine. I'm going to begin with a prayer that she herself wrote. One of the few prayers that it is believed that she literally wrote with her own hand because she did not come to know to write how to write until much later in life, like maybe sometime in her 20s. And she died actually when she was 33. There you have that little tidbit of information. She died at 33. Uh, but let's begin with a prayer, and it's a Holy Spirit prayer. Oh, Holy Spirit, come into my heart. By your power, draw it to yourself, God, and give me charity with fear. Guard me, Christ, from every evil thought, and so warm and inflame me again with your most gentle love, that every suffering may seem light to me. My Holy Father and my gentle Lord, help me in my every need. Christ's love, Christ's love. That is a prayer of Catherine's, and uh, we're going to be coming back to that, and I'll be sure to drop that in the show notes so you can take a look. Briefly, who is Catherine? She was born in nine, uh, 19. Oh, my goodness. It's right in front of me. And I just said she was born in the 1300s. 1347. 1347. And the following year began the outbreak of the Black Plague, the Black Death in Siena. So she is from Siena, Italy. She grew up very near the Church of St. Dominic, which is in Siena. In 1354, she decided to take a vow of virginity. She, she did not want to marry as her family wanted her to do. And so she cut off all of her long, beautiful hair to take this vow of virginity because at one point in her young life, she had a vision of Christ and she knew that she wanted to do whatever Christ asked her to do and to really give her life to God and to work for the renewal of the church, which was in disarray at that time. In 1363 or 64, hard to tell based on the documents, 
Catherine joins the Mantalate. This is a group of Dominican laywomen. She is a Dominican, but she is not a nun, which is always interesting because people almost always associate saints with nuns, and women at least. And she was not a nun, but she was a Dominican. After she joined this group, she isolated herself in her parents' house for three years in a very, very small room. And she did the most menial of tasks to help her family, but otherwise she isolated herself. Catherine is a bold, strong, courageous woman. It's one of the reasons why I like her so much. But to me, it is also very telling that in, in 1350, there were not a lot of bold women who wrote letters to the Pope and to civil authorities telling them how they should run their affairs and how they should make changes and so forth. Besides that, when I say she was courageous, I want to give you an example of something she did with great, great, and honestly, to me, unbelievable courage that I don't know that I would that I would ever have to be able to do this. There was a man who was in prison and he was condemned to die. He was condemned to die and he was going to be executed um, by being beheaded. And she went to him in prison. She spoke with him. And this had such a tremendous effect on this man that he then and there decided to go to confession and to prepare himself for his death because he knew that that was going to happen. He asked Catherine to be there with him when he died. His name was Nicolo. He wanted her very much to be with him when he died. And so she agreed. And so she went ahead of time to the place of execution before anyone else got there. And she actually lay her head down and put her neck across the block where he was going to be. And he prayed and asked for the intercession of Mary to help this man. And so he, he went to his death with Catherine right there, held his head in her hands. She was able to look into his eyes as he was being executed. Now, I cannot imagine what strength that took. I, I simply cannot imagine how much love she carried in her to be able to do that for someone literally to be right there as he died. And as this was happening, she had a vision of God and of Christ. And in this vision, she saw that Nicolo was not saved by any works, but by God's grace and mercy. This is a letter she's writing, and she says that it was unspeakably moving to see God's goodness, to see with what gentleness and love he awaited that soul. So this is a man who presumably must have committed some heinous crimes that he was being executed. And yet Catherine was able to see that because the man turned to God before he died, going to confession, receiving the sacraments, preparing himself, that God received him with grace and mercy. And it reminded me that that is how we are saved. We think, we wonder, am I doing it right? Am I doing enough? Am I, am I working hard? Am I praying enough? Am I doing all the right things? Jesus died for you. 
that is the right thing that you accept. And when you accept that, of course, you want to do the right things in life, but we should not want to do the right things in life out of fear, but rather out of love and with confidence that God's love and mercy is going to receive us and be with us always. So I just thought that was just an unbelievable story, just in terms of her of her courage. And then, of course, in that theological reminder that God is love and God is mercy. Now, Kath, Catherine did not leave a lot of written work behind. One reason is she didn't write very much or very well, as I, as I said earlier, but also it just was not what she was about. She died when she was very young, only 33. She was about action. She was about service. She was about loving the people around her. She did have a series, numerous, numerous visions and encounters with God in which God spoke to Catherine and Catherine spoke to God. And that is is her most famous work called The Dialogue, The Dialogue of Catherine of Siena. If I were to try to tell you my favorite quote, I, I could not, I simply could not, because every time I pick up a copy of the dialogue or excerpts from the dialogue, I realize I could spend the rest of my life reading this, learn more, understand more, and still not come to my quote unquote favorite quote. But as I was looking to decide what to speak about today, I started to think about what I see happening in the world and I talk to different people who don't know each other, people I meet only online, people I meet who are my friends, who I can talk to, all different people, things I read. It seems like the world is very heavy right now. The world was very heavy in Catherine's time. It was the Black Plague, the popes, there were two different popes fighting. There was a great schism in the Catholic Church. There was a lot of death, disease. It was not a good time not a good time at all. In the dialogue, Catherine receives so much wisdom from God. And she then dictates it to her secretaries, who then write it down. And so that's how we were able to have it. And as I was looking through the dialogue, I came across this and the dialogue's paragraphs are numbered. So this is actually from dialogue paragraph number 136. And I will write this down in the show notes so you can see it think about the world being as heavy as it is. And I think about why, what are we focusing on? And again, if you've listened to me more than twice, you know that I am not put on your rose colored glasses and go skip through the petunias person. That's not who I am. But I also think that all this focusing on negative and the bad instead of the truth and the beauty and the goodness that is in the world is going to hurt us in the end. It really is. So I came upon these words that God gave to Catherine, and I want to read them. And it's a little lengthy. I'm going to read slowly, and then I'll put them in the show notes, so bear with me. So my providence, this is God speaking. So God's providence has ordained and provided in all things with great wisdom. I have given because I am rich, and I was and am able to give, and my wealth is infinite. Everything was made by me. And without me, nothing can exist. Therefore, if it is beauty you want, I am beauty. If you want goodness, I am goodness, for I am supremely good. I am wisdom. I am kind. I am compassionate. 
I am the just and merciful God. I am generous, not miserly. I ask to those who ask of me, open to those who knock in truth, and answer those who call out to me. I am not ungrateful, but grateful, and mindful to reward those who will toil for me for the glory and praise of my name. I am joyful, and I keep the soul who clothes herself in my will in supreme joy. I am that supreme providence who never betrays my servant's hope in me, in soul or body. And I'm going to stop there. The last line is what struck me. I am that supreme providence who never betrays my servant's hope in me, in soul or body. I know the world is heavy right now. And whatever burden you are carrying, it's not easy. However, let's shift our gaze. Let's move our focus away from the burden and on to God. Give him your day. Give him your work. Give him your worry. And then hope. Because God is never going to betray our hope. He is that supreme providence who never betrays my servant's hope in me, in soul or body. Do not expect that if you hope in God, that he's not going to return that to you. He is supreme providence. God can only and will only and does only will our good. Yes, there's evil in the world. Yes, there's bad in the world. It's because we have free will, because people sin and turn away from God. If you're listening to this, it's because you believe in God. If you believe in God, turn toward him and embrace the goodness, the kindness, the wisdom, the compassion, the just, and the mercy that he is. I'm going to leave you with this as your not lukewarm challenge. Whenever you are called this week to despair, whenever you want to turn to despair rather than to God, Pray that Holy Spirit prayer that I read in the very beginning, and I will have that in the show notes for you. And I'll make a little download, a little, so that you can print out the prayer card and carry it with you. So pray that Holy Spirit prayer whenever you feel despair. And so that Christ is going to guard you from every evil thought and inflame your heart with love, with the love of God and that hope that he is always there right with us. I hope you have a wonderful week. Don't forget to always live not lukewarm. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listen. Show notes and links are at notlukewarmpodcast.com.